You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over king. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House of Cards. Today, the game is different. With author and professional poker player Ashley Adams. Okay, you have some skill. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this hour of House of Cards. We've got an extraordinary show. I'm Ashley Adams, your host for the hour, and we've got two terrific guests from the gaming industry. The first is an expert on cheating. His name is Bill Zender, and he is going to talk about cheating in the gambling world. And then we're going to talk about somebody who can help you become part of the gaming world, her name is Kim Otis. She is the casino gaming manager at Schenectady County Community College, where they've just started a new associates program in casino gaming management. And, of course, we'll have a mailbag segment. So stay tuned. Two very good guests. Baseball season is in full swing, and FanDuel is making it so much more fun. You know, I'm getting a lot of I told you so's putting Cole Hamill in my opening day lineup. I know he doesn't have very good opening days, but you know what? That's the beauty of FanDuel. I can start a new team every single day. FanDuel.com is the leader in one-day fantasy baseball for real money with immediate cash payouts and entry fees just start at $1. Stop waiting six months to win a league. You play today and you win tonight. Boom, you get some cash. No season-long commitment and no upfront fees. Eric Hafner from California turned a $125 deposit into over $62,000 playing fantasy sports on FanDuel. Join him and over 1 million other users who have already won money. FanDuel is paying out more than $2.5 million every single day this baseball season, but you have to play to win, so sign up today. Go to FanDuel.com and click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner and use my code HOC and sign up now. Now, there's a special offer for new users. For every dollar you deposit, FanDuel will match it up to 200 bucks that gets earned as you play. That's a bonus of up to $200, but offer is only good for the first 50 people that use my code HOC. So don't forget to use my code HOC. FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com, and sign up today using promo code HOC. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code BABE16 at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code BABE16. That's B-A-B-E-16 at adamandeve.com. Attention poker players! Do you like using your tablet or phone at the poker table, but hate running out of battery at the end of a long tournament day or cash game? Then you need the Grinder Gadget. The Grinder Gadget is a portable, compact charging station and stand designed by poker players for poker players. It gently grips the rail and allows you to prop up and charge your phone or tablet without touching the felt. The Grinder Gadget not only works well on a poker rail, but just about anywhere an airplane tray, a desk, anywhere. No more setting up your tablet on some wobbly table or leaving it on the floor. Its battery is powerful enough to charge most tablets and phones and still have plenty of juice left over for your headphones or any other device you have. You can even purchase a backup battery for those extra long sessions or trips. So if you like to grind while you grind, the Grinder Gadget is exactly what you've been waiting for. Check out www.grindergadget.com for more information. Get grinding and stay grinding with the Grinder Gadget. You're listening to the House of Cards. Poker. 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 I shall give it to you in a word. Poker.
Hi, everyone. Welcome back. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. And uh, for those of you that have listened to this show for a while, you know that I have become uh, maybe obsessed with the Phil Ivey case and his edge sorting and the determination by the court that he was not entitled to collect money that he had won that had not been paid out because they said that the edge sorting that he had done uh, in collusion with you know, the dealer, they called it collusion, was uh, at least, although they said it wasn't cheating, they said he was not entitled to the money that he had won. And it caused our producers to find other guests in the industry who could weigh in. And so we have a guy who is an expert on casino protection, and he heads up a company. His name is Bill Zender. He is the head of Bill Zender and Associates, which is a company established to provide gaming industry owners licensees, I'm reading right off the sheet, managers and key employees some place to look when they need hard-to-find answers in the gaming industry about cheating, surveillance, training, and the like. So without any further ado, Bill Zender, are you there? Yes, Ashley, sure am. So I just gave a very brief description. Tell our audience a little more about what you and Bill Zender and Associates do. Well, I've been in the business now for about 38 years. And I started out dealing 21, um, you know, back in the days when you didn't even have surveillance systems. Um, we've, well, it's just me. The company is me, myself, and I. <laughs> and I started really doing full-time consulting work in 2005. Um, and since then, I've worked for a number of major corporations, a lot of smaller companies, a lot of Native American uh, uh, operations. And um, I, I guess you could generalize it by saying some of it's game protection. I put in, I, I do seminars on game protection. I basically, you know, one thing when you're a consultant, you travel all over the North America and even, you know, in Asia and in Australia, you get to see all kinds of neat new uh, scams. So you, you know, you can, you know, pass that along to everyone. And but I do a lot of table games management. I've actually been what does that mean? Table games management. Well, you know, it's uh, I, you know, I was on the airplane the other day, and some guy says, "What do you do?" I said, "I'm a game consultant." And he said, "I says, he says, oh, you teach the casinos to beat us out of our money." And I said, "No, I teach them how to beat you out of more of your money, but to be nice about it." So, you know, <laughs> you know, in a way, it's like it's you know how to what kind of rules to put in the games. What you know. Talk about time and motion being important, uh, you know, different promotions, what's good, what's bad, you know. And, and again, I've even done, I know you're, you're, you're poker-based, but I've actually managed poker rooms, and I've done some work for different poker rooms in my career. What poker uh, which rooms? Which I find fascinating. What uh, poker rooms well, have you managed? I, I actually went up and managed Artichoke Joe's poker Oh, room. oh, up near San Francisco. Yeah, and... and um, they need you now, brother. They're not well managed yeah, they, now. They need you. Well, I, uh, you know, you can you can tell them so much, and that's about all you can say. So, right. where else? Uh, you know, it's, a, it's been a battle with me on the poker side. The, you know, they've got, and for the listeners that don't understand, in California, some of the major poker rooms or card rooms are called casinos, and half of the operation is poker that we know. You know, which is rotate, which is a pot game, and then they have the rotating bank games, which are just like the casino games, yeah. except the house only takes a fee, and basically the players play amongst themselves. Right. Well, I know a lot of those places in California. There's a third piece, by the way. There is the poker side. There is the what they call the California game side, and then invariably there is the restaurant or the bar which uh, is always my favorite place in all these places. They often have great Asian food, sometimes not so great Asian food like Artichoke Joe's. But so how did you get into doing this full time? Well, I, you know, uh, my, in my past, I've been with the, I was with the Nevada Gaming Control Board for a couple of years. I, I was actually part owner of the Aladdin Hotel. Uh, I bounced around and, you know, I was a general manager for a card room, actually Casino San Pablo for a while. And I just, I just wanted to go out and do my own thing. And and I every once in a while, I, I was between jobs. I would pick up consulting. It's called consulting gigs, 
And so finally I said, okay, I've got some money put away. I just got my master's degree in business, which I really enjoyed getting. And I said, you know, I think I'm going to strike out on my own. So it's been, uh, it'll be, it's 10 years now that I've been doing this on my own. Wow. So. Well, let me, let me get right into the heart of the matter. And I'd like to ask you, what are some of the scams that you have seen? And uh, imagine you've seen them in a lot of different places, but tell us about them. Well, you know, that actually, that is so broad. I mean, it's just, uh, I can go back to the days when I used to watch guys. I watched a guy uh, in a little casino in Nevada. He used to roll the deck. He used to, in blackjack, he would pick the cards up and sort them on the pickup. Not pick them in order, but just pick them up by sorting here and there and putting them underneath. He put the deck down below his nose, pick it up. When he picked it up, he picked it up. It was turned over, and I got himself a blackjack. Or... I've seen stuff where uh, just just not too long ago we had a bus down in the, in Southern California where there, where a player had a camera in his sleeve and the dealer broke procedure and spread some of the cards pre shuffle cards face up on the table and the guy used the camera to view them passed the camera off to a third party they went ahead and had them analyzed and brought back that information into the casino actually sent it back electronically to a guy's cell phone. And he, you know, he won like uh, 16 out of 20 hands in a row. Uh, so, I mean, it's a real broad, broad area. Listeners, please stay tuned. We will be back after a break. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyons, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. The first lesson every good poker player learns is don't get emotional. You don't have the cards. Why don't you shut up? Yeah! Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. Uh, listeners, we're talking to Bill Zender, who is an expert on cheating and consults with uh, casinos on how to thwart cheating. Um, I spoke to a guy at Foxwoods who was telling me that one of the scams that they were concerned about was something called pa- uh, past posting uh, at the, I think it was a roulette table, a craps table. Do you know about that? Is that something that goes on universally, putting up stuff after the roll of the roulette wheel or after the dice have been thrown? Yesterday, I was uh, at the World Game Protection Conference here in Las Vegas, and uh, one, I talked about equipment. And one of the things I thought about table equipment, how boring is that? So I put little trivias at the bottom, and one of the trivias was, what is the most common casino you know, scam to cheat the casinos? And it's past posting. And past posting means you're putting a bet down either after the result is known or when you have a pretty good idea that you've got a good hand. Like in, in blackjack, I pick up my hand, and I say, I got a 20, dealer's got a six up. Eh, okay, I'm sitting in the corner in the last position of the table. As the dealer turns their cards over, I go ahead and put another $100 chip on my line. That's called pressing a bet. They have pinching <laughs> yes. money off. You know? And so, and, and you're talking about, uh, you talked about crash. And uh, I, there's a, there's one thing about craps is there's so many bets on the layout. Um, a lot of times, can, even the dealers get confused what's out there. 
in one of the one of the biggest scams I saw uh, in uh, in uh, in craps and pass posting. This is years ago. Was a guy that would he would bet on the pass line and he would put in like double odds. I don't think we even had triple odds in those days. But as the dice rolled on the table, and it would be going in the opposite direction from where he was standing, he would actually pick up his odds bet and drop them in the field. How could and, he do know, that without them room. seeing it? Because he looks for dealers are not watching the layup but watching the roll of the dice. The, if you're if you're on that side, that, that base dealer is supposed to be watching the layout. But a lot of them have a tendency to follow the dice to, to try to anticipate what the call of the dice are going to be. And uh, this guy, and, and one of the funny things about it was a guy that was brought to attention to a friend of mine who they said, there's a guy standing here and it looks like he's trying to steal chips off the rail. And that's what surveillance was focusing on. The consultant said, hey, buddy, you better look and see what this guy is doing on the on the crap table because he just passed supposed to $500 in the field. You know, so it's uh, it's it's uh, pass posting, like I said, is the most common scam, and and you think it'd be easy to catch, but a lot of times it's not. How do you prove it? Well, you have video. The thing is, is that the video. One thing about the cameras, we have twenty four seven camera coverage now, and anybody pulls stunts like this is crazy because they're going to get caught. And so you go back and you look at the video. Years ago. Years ago, when you didn't have video on every table, it was very difficult to prove. You just you thought somebody was doing it, and you would eyeball them. And if they did it again, then you'd throw them out. Now, you say that you'd have to be crazy to do it. We just had a guy on, albeit he's an author, a guy named Jim Swain, who talked about how there are cheating teams that are operating, and they don't get caught. Or if they're caught, they plea bargain it out because it's hard to prove. Um, you would be out of business if there were people that the only people that cheated were crazy, I presume. So it must be going on, and it's only going on if people are getting away with it at least a little, right? Well, you know, uh, I don't know if you read the book. It's called American Roulette, and uh, it's uh, it, it's a guy. I'm trying to think. Richard Marcus is the author. I did read and, it. Yes. Huh? Pardon? I did read it. Yes, I have it in my it's library. A great book, isn't it? Yes. And and you know, it's really funny. Was they talk about this moving roulette, and it's called the Savannah. And I went that. I, I saw. I read that. I went, holy crap! This guy hit me when I was at the Aladdin about five years before that. <laughs> and and I mean, we didn't realize. I didn't know what it was. But the thing was, these some of these teams are very sophisticated. But even if you can talk to Marcus. He'll tell you what the cameras, 24-7 camera coverage, it makes it almost impossible to do the passports. But people have to have the presence of mind to go check the camera to know that they've been cheated, and then they have to track the guy down if they don't catch them right away. The, the team has left the building, and nobody is sitting there reviewing in slow motion every table, every tape, right? I mean, they might be caught if they suspect it and they can go back and look at a particular time, but nobody's reviewing all the tapes uh, without some alarm bells going off to a, to warn them to look at certain times of the tapes, right? Well, you know, that's like saying if I have a really, really fast car, no, no, no police officer is going to ever give me a ticket. Um, the thing is, is that the team comes in and make a move. Uh, somebody on the floor says, just didn't look right. They review the video, the cheaters are out of the casino, they take the chips with them, they can fence them off the property. But you go back and you got pictures of these people. Now you pass pictures around. All of a sudden these guys come in. Now I said, oh, those, see those three guys just walked through the door? Here's the pictures of them right here. So somebody in surround sees them come through. And then all of a sudden they set up on them when they make the move, that's when they grab them. So and what? The, and the, yes, and the thing go ahead. Is that this, is, this is done quite a bit now is that a lot of people, are, we call it being caught in Memorex. They're not caught at the time, but you see them in videotape. You go back and say, something didn't look right. You go back and videotape, you see it. And then you and what, and you notify the industry or try to find these guys, and that's when you, when you arrest them. Well, let me ask you this. I've asked other guests this question. What percentage of gaming revenue do you think is lost to cheaters today? Oh, very, very small, small percentage. Less uh, than one percent, you'd say. Yeah, less than one percent. And it's and you know, here's the thing: everybody says, "Well, you have card counting. Card counting is like the the lowest, lowest threat, right? Lowest threat." 
Then you've got advantage play like hole carting and shuffle tracking. That's that comes along a little bit further up. And then you have and then you have cheating. And then you have internal theft. And I think between all four of those, if it's if it's one percent, I would be surprised. Huh. Okay. Let's get to the Golden Nugget case, which uh, I read an article about it, and just if, see if I have it correct. Um, at the Golden Nugget, there was a Baccarat game. Players won money, but they were required by the courts to return the money because the casino uh, successfully argued that the cards were not properly shuffled, and therefore it was not a, ran- a true random game of chance and therefore the players were not entitled to keep their winnings. Is that a fair summary of the case? Well, you know, here's here's my thing. You know, I, I wear a couple of hats here. My first hat is I work for ministry, and I am actually happy for the Golden Nugget in a way that they got this back, its money back. Let me just say that. But I think it sends a bad message on the industry because what the judges, the judges looking at it from a legal standpoint but the thing about it is these people played on the table, thought they were playing a square game, and no one, really no one, knew that the cards were unshuffled until way after the game was over with. And uh, I think what happens is between that and, like, Phil Ivey's thing at the Borgata, the Borgata's suing Phil to get their money back, and, and some other things have come down the line lately, uh, we're sending a bad message to the public that, Hey, if you come in here and you beat us, and we don't like the way you beat us, we're going to come and get your money back. And, Absolutely. And I, yeah, and I don't think that's right. I mean, uh, like I said, God bless the guys at Golden Nugget. They've been struggling in there, at, you know. So they, uh, they're going to struggle to get their money back still. But the thing is, that we're sending a bad message to the public. I so. I don't see how it's fair. It would be like if I went to a slot machine and I hit a big jackpot and it paid off. And I took the money, and I went home, and then I get a letter from the court saying, well, we determined that the jackpot paid you more than it should have paid you. You owe us money. How is it mm-hmm. different from that? Yeah, so the, see, the thing is, it's, it's not. And, and you know, this, I remember in the old days, these, all the Michelin machines were conditions as malfunctions void all play, which is because they'd have runaways and some other stuff that, you know, floating reels and stuff like that. But nowadays, how do you know you want a big jackpot and they're not going to come back and say, oh, we checked the random generator chip and it seemed to be faulty. Right. And so uh, we want our money back. And, and that's, not, that's not the right uh, attitude that the casino should have. Right. I, I agree with you. Um, did you weigh in on this at all? Were there any expert witnesses called? Would you have qualified as an expert witness? And what role, if any, did you play? No, you know, I I did. I mean, I, I just I learned about it the same way everybody else. I read in the newspaper, you know, and 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 I get I get emails and phone calls. So what do you think about that? And I, and I, and I just like I told you now, I I don't like it, but that's you know. And again, I you know I wear two hats. Uh, you know, all the good golden guys are glad you get your money back, but it's just still a bad bad decision. <laughs> so right. Well, for people that are listening who want to contact you, either gaming industry people or other folks, how would they get a hold of you, Bill? Now, you know, the best way to get a hold of me is on my email, which is W-Z-E-N-D-E-R at AOL.com, or go to my website, which is www.BillZender.com. Fair enough. Well, thank you for joining us, Bill. We've enjoyed talking to you. Same here, Ashley. Thank you very much. Okay. Everyone, we're going to be back after a brief timeout. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a pro-caliber poker table. Pro-caliber tables are made with high-quality gaming suede and suited speed cloths. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a pro-caliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code HOC Radio when you check out at ProCaliberPoker.com or when ordering by phone at 240-25-POKER. That's 240-257-6537. 
Remember, to get your free gift when ordering your poker table, use offer code HOCRADIO. That's H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O. Order by phone at 240-257-6537 or online at ProCaliberPoker.com. ProCaliber Poker Tables. Stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for. Hey, this is Dave Weishadow from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of April 13th, 2015. Well, it looks like the sale of the Revel Casino in Atlantic City is finally complete. Florida real estate developer Glenn Straw paid $82 million for the casino that took $2.4 billion to build. But that's not all for Straub. In a plan he calls Project Phoenix, Straub plans to buy the nearby Shobo Casino and convert the vacant Baderfield Airport into an aviation facility, a water park, an extreme sports complex, an equestrian complex with helicopter and high-speed ferry services to Manhattan. Institutional Shareholder Services, which is an advisory firm working with Wynn Resorts, has recommended that shareholders not re-elect Elaine Wynn to the board of directors. The advisory firm said it had significant concerns with Wynn Resorts' executive compensation plan and stated that executives have not made an effort to fix the problems. Elaine Wynn was the co-founder of the casino operator with her husband, Steve Wynn. And finally, do you want to get noticed while driving on the street? Then get down to Maryland Live Casino and sign up to win a replica of the Batmobile. Now, this is the Adam West cool TV version of the car, not the battle tank in the recent movies. The 1966 replica will be on display at the casino until the April 26th giveaway and is officially licensed with Warner Brother and DC Comics. Good luck. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards. Well, spring is here and temperatures are starting to heat up. But what's really heating up is the competition over at nj.partypoker.com. Join me and thousands of the best online poker players at this year's New Jersey Championship of Online Poker. From April 16th through the 26th, some of the best online poker players will be playing for their share of a $1 million guaranteed prize pool. There are 35 events to choose from with dozens of five-figure guaranteed prize pools. But every game you play, there's a champion-making event with your name on it. Just head on over to nj.partypoker.com and sign up with our code HOC and start playing today. Stack your tips for 11 days of the best online poker action around at the New Jersey Championship of Online Poker. That's April 16th through the 26th on nj.partypoker.com. Sign up and start playing today with promo code HOC. Listening to the House of Cards. I never dreamed that any mere physical experience could be so stimulating. Welcome back, everyone. This is Ashley Adams, your host of House of Cards. Uh, you know, the casino world has been growing. More and more states have casinos. And with that growth comes the need for more and more professionals in the gaming industry who know what they're doing. Uh, along those lines, we have somebody to talk about how people can be trained to become employees in the casino and gaming industry. Her name is Kim Otis. Kim, are you there? I most certainly am. Well, nice to chat with you. I understand you are in my, right near my old hometown of Del Mar, New York. You're in Schenectady, is that right? That is correct, Schenectady, New York. So tell us what you do and about the program that you work with. Sure. Um, we, have, uh, we have just recently, uh, fall of 2013, Schenectady County Community College launched a casino and gaming management degree program. Uh, this is a brand-new program under the umbrella of the Hotel, Culinary, Arts, and Tourism Department here at the college. Um, we have a very, very strong culinary program. We have a really great reputation in the community and uh, nationwide, frankly, with our culinary students and our hospitality programs. Um, the opportunity became available for us to develop a, a casino gaming management degree program, and we leapt at the chance. We were very fortunate to most recently be uh, granted the one of the uh, casino properties that was approved by uh, legislation in New York State, and Schenectady will soon home uh, be home to one of the brand-new casinos in New York. 
Where where will it be? Is it already sited? Uh, the location has been determined. It's right on Mohawk Harbor, um, and it's about a, a mile and a half from campus. <laughs> wow. So you will have a place to where your best graduates will be able to work. When is that? What's the timeline for Schenectady? The timeline for that project uh, in locally is anticipated to be approximately two years from now. We're still in the process of getting a lot of the details uh, formalized and, and approved prior to them breaking ground and really getting started. But we have the good fortune of also having uh, Saratoga Gaming and Raceway locally, um, Saratoga Racino. We have Turning Stone within an hour from us. We've got Foxwoods and uh, We've got some some good relationships with other properties right in the right in the general vicinity. You know, within a few hours of campus, so our students have tremendous opportunity to uh, get some really terrific job placement. That's great. Uh, so tell our listeners we're talking to uh, Kim Otis. By the way, for those of you who tuned in late, she is. Uh, what is your title? I am the lead instructor of the Casino Gaming Management All degree. Right. Lead instructor of the Casino Gamble- Gaming Management at Schenectady County Community College. What is casino gaming management? Well, casino gaming management to us here at the college is truly, um, it's a hospitality-based program, management program. Um, Our students go through uh, a lot of uh, curriculum that can kind of, Go between all of the all of the different departments that could be seen in a in a casino. Uh, so we have specific to the industry. So we have you know an introductory course just to give them a, a basis of understanding of the casino industry. We have the operations course, which includes a fantastic lab setting where the students are actually put into you know different roles. They are uh, the dealers. They are the bosses. They are the supervisors. They're security and surveillance. They're entertainment. They are hostesses. They are um, and, and a lot of different variations of, of what could possibly be going on at any point in time in a casino. Uh, we have the laws and gaming regulatory issues. So we have uh, a great, great foundation of just basic laws and, and the history of the laws and why they became what they are today and how they're changing because it's it's such a quickly changing uh, field, right. especially with the, the the legalization of different forms of gaming in in the United States. That's for sure. Um, so do your do your students learn how to be croupiers, how to deal poker, how to deal blackjack, how to do all that stuff? They do, they do. Uh, it's 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 you know a lot of those uh, a lot of those skills take extensive amounts of time that may not um, be. We may be, we may not be able to facilitate in a, in a class period for them to become experts at that, but they all become proficient in in the basic understanding of the game, payouts, the positions, the different roles that each of those people play. So it's a, it's very very fun for them. It's a it's a good time. Sure. And, and they tend to learn so much more when we're actually down there on the tables making it making it come to life. Did this start just this year, or did it start before? Our program began in the fall of 2013, so my first students will be graduating this May, and uh, and most of them have already been hired from their internships locally. So it's pretty exciting to think that these students who um, you know just started two years ago with no uh, prospect of this new, new new casino placement being so close that they've already been hired in positions uh, at Saratoga Gaming and Raceway. And, We've got a relationship with Naira for the um, for the Saratoga racetrack, so we've got so we've got some good opportunities. So it's a two-year associate's degree that they graduate with, is that right? That's correct. And then you have already established a relationship with the gaming entities in the area. Uh, I think you mentioned Saratoga, Turning Stone. I imagine uh, Vernon Downs. Um, I don't even know if Monticello still has a track, but uh, so. What's the next step for somebody academically once they graduate from your program? If they decide to pursue this further, where would they go? Well, they could certainly go to a four-year uh, program. You know, notably the, the colleges in Florida, for example, or some of the colleges uh, in Las Vegas. UNLV obviously has a renowned program. Um, a lot of our students do choose to stay here in Schenectady locally, uh, and they will pursue their bachelor's degree right here on campus at Schenectady through Delhi. SUNY Delhi offers a, um, a best bachelor's degree right here on campus, so my students don't even have to leave the campus in order to pursue it. Um, it's kind of an interesting have... world, Kim, isn't it, that we are very proud of the fact that we are graduating students to become 
professionals in the gambling industry when just, you know, 20 years ago outside of or 25 years ago outside of Las Vegas, gambling, which we now have sanitized to be gaming, was a kind of a rogue thing for somebody to be doing. It was illegal. It was dirty. It was uh, criminal. And now we have courses in it. Well, I think the uh, the tradition of Saratoga, especially for us locally, has been that of there's there's always that other side that everybody um, everybody kind of thinks of that criminal intent piece. But I think that the elevation of of gaming and of gambling and of racing in particular have become very you know prestigious, and it's a it's an enormous drive of um, tourism dollars right into the community. We have everything in place in order to try and, and do everything in these organizations in a really reputable and responsible way. Um, we work very closely with the New York Council on Problem Gambling to provide our students with information, uh, the resources available for for individuals who can't game responsibly. We want to make sure that, you know, we don't want to perpetuate any bad cycles for people and, and destroy lives by any means of, we do want people to go out and have fun. We want people to enjoy themselves. We, we consider this a, an opportunity for entertainment and for hospitality and, and going out and having a nice time. Um, and so we want to we maintain that integrity of being responsible and providing resources to people who, who might not be able to monitor themselves appropriately. I understand. Uh, let me ask you this, Kim. What's your background? Were you a gambler of any kind before you uh, started participating in this? I was not. I was not. I am of. I'm. I certainly enjoy a casino, um, and I. I really enjoy the periphery of the casino. I really enjoy the spas, the restaurants, the shows. I really enjoy the non-gaming revenue piece of it a lot more than than being on the casino floor. But I can certainly hold my own at the blackjack table, and now I've become pretty good at craps table as well. I can uh, have a great time being there. Um, do you teach people how to count cards at blackjack so that they can spot card counters, or do you stay away from those kind of things? That is a technique. We do discuss it, but it's not something that we actually practice. So I can't so, go there and learn how to do that or learn how to handicap horses or anything like that? No, no. We do we do identify it as, as definite potential threats, and I think that if the students decide that that's a, um, that's a field that they'd like to go into the security and surveillance a little more in depth, then that's something that they would pursue individually. We give them a nice foundation of a, a lot of information so that if they do decide that that's what they want to do or go into more thoroughly, that that's, you know, they, they know that that's something that they would probably be trained in. Well, if you ever want to have a guest speaker on how to be a professional poker player, I'm happy to come up there and visit uh, friends and family from my youth and uh, talk about the world, the perspective of gambling from that of a uh, of a poker player. Which, well, I would absolutely love that. Well, you got our contact information. I feel, you know, poker players often get short shrift because the casinos don't have the same profit margin in the poker rooms as sure. they do in the slot areas or even the table games. But uh, that's something that always mystified me. We, we have a minute left. Why Saratoga, they can have slot machines, but they can't have poker yet. Right. I never understood that. Right. Well, it's coming now. <laughs> I'm looking so forward we'll to it. Very soon. They, do they yet have the contracts awarded? The contracts have been awarded. Rush Street Gaming has the contract for the property here in Schenectady. And what's what's the process now? They do they have to break ground by a certain date? Do they have to post a bond uh, to the state? Uh, what what happens next? I believe that there's still some details that they're that they're working out as far as the the, the actual plan that they're getting uh, put into place, and they need to get approval from the different you know, the, the different departments uh, internally. So, as of right now, we're kind of all in, up in the air. We don't really know exactly what's happening right this very minute. We've seen several different proposed uh, projects from them. They all look really outstanding. I think we've got a tremendous project coming our way regardless of which variation it is of the the projects that we've seen so far. Um, But I think that there's still a lot of internal work that needs to be completed before we actually get going and and the project gets started. Is is Schenectady County Community College available for online learning? Could people out of your area participate in this, or is this only for people that are willing to go to your campus? 
Um, there are certainly some, many classes that we do offer online, and I believe that we're going to be uh, offering many of our casino gaming classes online as well. So there's, there's, uh, there's definitely room for that possibility to happen. Okay, well, give us a website that uh, people who are interested can contact to find out what courses are available and how Sure, it's www.sunyscc.edu. sunyscc.edu. All right. Well, Kim Otis, I've enjoyed speaking to you. And again, if you ever need somebody to come in as a guest speaker to talk about poker, I'm your man. Ashley, the door is always open. I'd love to have you. (laughs) Okay, Kim. Thanks very much. Thanks so much. Uh, Everybody, we're going to be back after a quick timeout. Attention poker players! Do you like using your tablet or phone at the poker table, but hate running out of battery at the end of a long tournament day or cash game? Then you need the Grinder Gadget. The Grinder Gadget is a portable, compact charging station and stand designed by poker players for poker players. It gently grips the rail and allows you to prop up and charge your phone or tablet without touching the felt. The Grinder Gadget not only works well on a poker rail, but just about anywhere an airplane tray, a desk, anywhere. No more setting up your tablet on some wobbly table or leaving it on the floor. Its battery is powerful enough to charge most tablets and phones and still have plenty of juice left over for your headphones or any other device you have. You can even purchase a backup battery for those extra long sessions or trips. So if you like to grind while you grind, the Grinder Gadget is exactly what you've been waiting for. Check out www.grindergadget.com for more information. Get grinding and stay grinding with the Grinder Gadget. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a pro-caliber poker table. Pro-caliber tables are made with the highest quality gaming suede on the market. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now, you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a pro-caliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, that's H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, when you check out at ProCaliber.com or when ordering by phone at 24025-POKER, 24025-POKER. That's 240-257-6537. ProCaliber Poker Tables. Stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. Listen, here's the thing. If you can't spot the sucker in your first half hour at the table, then you are the sucker. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams, House of Cards, and I'm joined now by uh, Dave Weishattle for my favorite feature, the mailbag. Dave, what you got for us this week? Well, this is part two of your uh, amazing trip. Amazing. You just came back. Well, what happened was um, I met Hiroshi, and he took me to his game, which he 
deliberately started early. Normally the game starts between 9 and 10. He asked his dealer and players to get there early because there was an American visiting the game who relied on the subway, and the subway starts at midnight. So here's the scene, the funniest poker moment I've had in a long time. Uh, it's Tokyo is an incredibly modern city because it was raised, it was destroyed in World War II, and they all the buildings are new, and most of them are from the boom years of the 90s. They're beautiful, stainless steel, glass, um, w- wonderful architecture. This was in one section of the city, part of a section that was not so gleaming. It was kind of dirty and um, decaying, and he was on the third floor, and it was a dark stairway in the in a bar, in a bar that you wouldn't want to hang out in. It was filled with cigarette smoke and kind of <laughs> dirty and uh, dark. Did you get a little nervous when you walked in it? Not, a, no, not at all. Not at I all? so trusted this guy. He could have taken me anywhere. That's I That's a good contact. Him. Yes, absolutely. So I go in, and I'm thinking, oh, this is kind of grungy and kind of cool. It's kind of grungy and cool. And <laughs> I go to sit down at the poker table, which is a little dirty, and the bartender runs out in front of me, literally runs out from behind the bar, bows to me, and hands me a hot towel. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I just, to me, you get a hot towel wow. before okay. playing in any poker game, uh, which okay. was great. And I, I took my hot towel. I washed my hands. That was as clean as they were going to be <laughs> for the night. And uh, we sat down and played at No Limit Hold'em. And, the structure of the game was just like in the United States, you know, one, two. The difference was the chip denominations were higher than their actual value. So you call the chips essentially $1, $2, and you'd raise in increments of that. But when you bought in or when you cashed out, they cost you a third of what their denomination was. Okay. Uh, if you can imagine, because exchange rate or no, nothing, you, to do with no, the exchange nothing that okay. No, you play one hundred U.S. dollars. No, no, it was no. all in yen. yen. Okay, but conversion is about one hundred yen okay. to the buck. It's actually a little better than that now, but one hundred, two hundred. But when you when you tallied up how much you had spent or you cashed out, everything was diminished by down to thirty uh, cents to the dollar. So if you bought $1,000 worth, you were really buying only $300 worth, but it was represented as $1,000 in chips on the table, which make, made the rake even more prohibitively high because wow. yeah. you're paying an absolute amount of money in rake and the value of the chips was well. But I wasn't worried about the rake at all. Um, it was the, the experience, I guess. It was the experience. experience. It was <laughs> hanging out with this wonderful Japanese guy, Hiroshi, who speaks fluent English, meeting the dealer, seeing the way that they played. And I played for a couple hours uh, I won the equivalent of $21 in chips, which were worth $7. Mm-hmm. And then there's no money in the room at all. You're not allowed to take money out of your wallet. You, you, it's like you're playing a free game. Okay. You settle up away from the building so that if it's rated, it's just a free game, which is legal. So I ended up after the rake losing money, but for the experience, it was well yeah. worth it. I got a couple questions. You mentioned so, your contact, Hiroshi, yes. spoke fluent English. Yes. Was language a problem at the game at, at all, all with anyone? No, no, no. 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 The, because, I mean, except for the fact that I couldn't engage in my typical <laughs> witty repartee with everybody at the table, um, everybody says all in or raise or fold or through their action, you know exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. A guy shoves all his chips in. You don't yeah, you know, but... <laughs> need to know the Japanese word for all in. That's what it is. Plus, the dealer spoke enough English that if I had any questions – but Hiroshi was on my right and could explain so. But they, it, it, it's like what I found all over the world. Poker is an international language. I mean, you you know what people are doing based on their actions. You don't need a translator. Any strange rules in Japan? I, I remember you came back from a trip from somewhere, and you told me they dealt backwards. Yeah, in Spain, the cash in Spain, game. really yeah. anything here, like no. anything like that, no. except for the hot towel. The hot towel, yeah. No, it's uh... everything else was just well. The other thing was. Um, for my rake, um, with my hot towel, I got a beverage of my choice, and I got a cappuccino, which was made from a wonderful espresso machine. There's great coffee in really? Japan. Yeah, believe really? it or not, oh, coffee okay. is fantastic. There are wonderful – my brother-in-laws are both in the coffee industry, and they both told me when you go over there, you got to try. They have a different process there, and it's wonderful. So I had a wonderful cappuccino. Um, other than that – you know, the cards are exactly the same. They're all Western symbols on the cards. Uh, I think, in fact, it was a uh, 
Da Vinci deck. Uh, maybe it was chem. So it was cards I was familiar with. Chips looked just like every other chip you've ever seen. And the table's the same size, and players are just as bad there as they are here. So it was terrific. Okay, right. here's my really dumb question for the night. Yeah. Or the day, or whenever you're listening. Listeners. <laughs> I'll, 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 we'll talk about that the next uh, mailbag, because I'm dying to... No, what, what do you have? Ask away. we got about a minute left. Did you have to take off your shoes when you got to the table? It's a very good question. Really? It's a good question. I very good question. <laughs> um, in bars like this, American-style bar, restaurants, you don't take off your shoes. Okay. In more traditional restaurants... And even in some of the traditional hotels we stayed in, you absolutely take off your shoes when you enter the premises. But in this bar, nobody took off their shoes. Um, and you could tell because the floor was dirty and grungy. <laughs> and, you know, it might have been better if we did. But that's a good question. Yeah. And, you know, next mailbag that we have, I'm happy to tell everybody more about the experience uh, if you think it's worthwhile. Absolutely. Traveling to Japan next year, my wife's going back. Uh, I will probably go to Manila and Seoul, and maybe Macau while my wife is teaching because yeah. you can only eat so much food and walk around. Yeah. I, know, I know we don't have a lot of time left, but I, I know in Japan they're looking to get casinos. Do you think they're going to get it? Yes, but not for soon? not for two years. I nope. think they'll probably enable it in the legislation this year, and then they'll build them in a year. If you have a question for the mailbag, you can reach us at info at houseofcardsradio.com. You can tweet at us at HOC Radio. You can leave a message for us on the Facebook page or call our hotline at 609-474-4627. But that's it. we got to go. Goodbye, everybody. We'll see you next time. And uh, that's it for House of Cards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.